Today, there are two million descendants of French-Canadian immigrants living in New England. These are our stories. Welcome to the French-Canadian Legacy Podcast. Venez tous jeunes fils et garçons, je vais vous raconter l'histoire de notre immigration ici au USA, de grands aventuriers de pays étrangers. This is the French Canadian Legacy Podcast. I am Jesse Martineau. Now, this episode is going to be another one of our wrap-up episodes. And of course, this is a wrap-up an event of an event that is well known to everyone listening to this podcast. I'm talking about Putsin Fest. And although this year's Putsin Fest was significantly different than the past, and it was the first one that I was not in attendance, I'm very excited to kind of hear how it, how it went and kind of get the rundown of all the events that took place at this Putsin Fest. So, of course, joining us is the creator of Putsin Fest, as well as a major contributor to the Rev de Gagnon Facebook group and the My French Canadian Family webpage, Tim Boulieu. Welcome back to the program. Thanks for having me, Jesse. And joining us to talk about Putsin Fest for the first time, because the first time she's been in attendance, the voice of the news here on the podcast, as well as the woman behind the incredible Modern Franco's blog, Melody Desjardins. Melody, thank you for joining. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here as well to talk about my first Putsin Fest. Very cool. And one other person who made his Putsin Fest debut is joining us. He was made his debut on the podcast, actually, at the young on our wrap up episode for the Young Franco Americans Summit. He's been published in the forum, and he's incredibly bright, incredibly impressive. Good to talk to him again, Timothy Saint Pierre. Timothy, welcome back. Oh my goodness! Hello, hello. I'm blushing. I'm flattered. I'm, I'm excited to be here and talk about Putin Fest. A good time. Love it. All right, <laughs> Tim Bouliou, start with you real quick. So, first Putin Fest I missed. What over, big picture overall impressions? How'd it go? Yeah, I mean, honestly, uh, all around is probably the best Putin Fest um, uh, the team and I have executed to date. You know, we learned a lot in the first few years, and you know, the feedback from some of our uh, vendors who came back. You know, going all the way back to the beginning, like um, Redbeard's Kitchen, New England's Tap House Grill, um, and the Red Arrow. Like, just that feedback really helped us because I mean, uh, <laughs> we're, most of us aren't restaurant people who are involved. Um, so sure. that feedback super helps. Um, you know, in Budweiser, we reached out and they said October could be a date, you know, where we could do something. It was pretty exciting. You know, my wife and my kids, and we're just huge fans of, of a Halloween. So the combination with the Halloween, the spooktacular, you know, we had, ton, you know, a bunch of little kids dressed up, pumpkin painting, face painting, all the really fun New England fair stuff that you see in the fall. Plus, we had our best Putin lineup to date. We had 10 vendors, all super strong, really great lineup. And then, of course, uh, Matt Proventure went back to back as the Putin Fest champion, <laughs> which was, uh, uh, you know, he pulled out this, I don't know if you've talked to him, but this, this fried yeah. chicken Putin and like, it just, we're going to have an interview. We're going to have an interview with him playing after this conversation, actually. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was a dunk. I mean, obviously you have hot mess in there too, as the new, as the hot rookie, you got to watch out for them. But, uh, you know, it was, uh, it was, it was a really good time. Yeah. I should have mentioned it was the spooktacular edition of Putin Fest. The name, the logos. Awesome, by the way. Oh, thanks. Yeah, we just, you know, uh, so my softball team back in the day was, uh, we we went, <laughs> we were the bat wings. And uh, I've, believe it or not, have, being friends with your brother, I've heard, I've heard stories of the bat wings. Yeah. <laughs> so I, the bat signals always in the back of my brain. Cause like, they'd be like, everyone show up and like, we'd send memes to each other, the bat signal. So why not Perfect. put a fleur de lis on the bat signal? <laughs> I love it. 
<laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. So are we thinking then we're going to keep it in the fall going forward? Yeah, I mean, that's my preference. I mean, uh, you know, we got some really good feedback from uh, from attendees, from the vendors. Um, you know, uh, some of them were quite sweaty in June. Uh, we'd get like... <laughs> It would always be 95 degrees. Miracle. It'd be like, you know, 70 and cloudy for weeks. And all of a sudden, 95 um, for the Saint Jean-Baptiste every year. So, but yeah, you know, my preference is to be to keep it in October. And, uh, you know, I don't see anything stopping that from happening. All right. Now, a couple of the new attendees. I want to give the impression. Melody, what did you think of your very first Putsin Fest? How did it compare to, I guess, what you were expecting? Because we, we, we talk about this event quite a bit. Oh, I was so excited to go to, to my first Putin Fest. Um, I remember when we had first connected Jesse back in 2019, I was still living in Iowa and I couldn't go. I couldn't make it to Putin Fest 2019. So I was very excited to be in New Hampshire at last and I could attend. Yeah, I liked that it was in October as well. I live for the summer. I love the heat, but um, I think it was more fitting to be in October. It was more of a more of a comfort food kind of festival. And I was excited to have my first Putin. And shout out to Vulgar Display of Putin for having a gluten-free Putin. <laughs> so I definitely appreciated that. What can I say? I had it and I, I've been obsessed ever since. I finally get why people are obsessed with Putin. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't understand the hype before. I could understand that it looked good, but I didn't really get it beyond that. But after uh, having that, I, I have dreamed of Putin quite a few times. That is amazing. <laughs> so enjoying the Putin Fest, even though you can only have gluten-free Putin. I love that. That's fun. Timothy, how about yourself? What did you think? Yeah, no, I thought it was a wonderful time. Not a single bad thing to say. Not a single bad dish of Putsin was served. Yeah, no, delicious all around. Everyone was in a good mood. It was very, very jovial. And, you know, I, I appreciate the fact that it wasn't, you know, just about the food, but it was also just sort of a celebration of Franco culture and heritage in general, which I thought was really nice to see. Just sort of so unabashedly, you know, French music playing the entire time. Like, the Quebec office was there. It was wonderful food all around people speaking in french people you know taking an active interest in their their family history and their community's history and all that all that good stuff so i thought it was really wonderful that's taking place you know it's it, it's good food and it's it's important to you know keep everything alive awesome i'm glad you brought that up actually that's because i wanted to to talk about that before we went of course with tim because uh tim Bullio, we we mentioned Obviously, that this this is all about the putsin. We talk about the restaurants, how the food is amazing. But uh, you and I get a get a big picture here, right? Mm-hmm. We're trying to we got a we got a culture, we got a heritage that we're incredibly proud of. Maybe just if you can just talk about the bigger atmosphere, the bigger picture of what it was like, the party, the festival atmosphere of attending a putsin fest, especially a putsin fest spectacular. Oh sure. So uh, you know, and uh, Tim St. Pierre and really uh, uh, hit the nail on the head there. So. We, I, um, unabashedly Franco was a really wonderful phrase there. So I've always joked that Putin was the hook to get people who might be interested in Franco-American, French-Canadian culture in. You know, that's really what we're going for. Anyone who, uh, if you don't, if you're not interested in the culture, but like Putin, we're going to torture you with as much French as possible for five to six hours. <laughs> there you um, go. Yeah. Because this is, you know, the way it's supposed to be is Putin is... Quebecois and uh, this is we're their cousins, so we're going to support that as 
as much as we can. And uh, I will give some props to uh, our DJ, um, DJ Darren Waugh. Um, he came up with a, uh, a playlist. I had mentioned a few Quebec artists and what we were trying to do. And uh, he spent quite a bit of time um, creating a um, playlist that I, I think, um, to Tim's point earlier, w- was very well loved. Yeah, you know, and we also reached out to um, Francophone businesses. We had Cremeau here from in Merrimack. Um, they're yes. a French pastry shop, and they made the uh, pet de sur. I my I can't roll my R's as well yet, but uh, <laughs> um, they made those special. Now they're a French shop. You know, she's uh, a French expat. And uh, when I reached out and said, "Hey, you know, we're trying to keep the culture alive, and this is a uh, you know a treat from Quebec. Would you go, you know, from Paris to Quebec City for the day?" And uh, she was all in, and and she was was thrilled to hear the language and couldn't believe. She was very surprised. Um, the owner when she had seen you know, how, how vibrant, you know, the atmosphere was, how excited people were, you know, there were people from that F, the FC descendants Facebook group who I didn't know who were coming up to me just like so excited that this was happening. And I'm like, yeah, Hey, that's what we've been trying to do the whole, the whole, the whole time is, is bring the culture and heritage back. And if Putin is the conduit to do that, then we'll do that. Yeah. I think that's awesome. One of the things I definitely missed is, I know Mike can tell you, when we were at a table at the previous Putsin Fest, just having people come up to us that, that hadn't met before, telling us that they listened to the podcast was super cool. That was way, way fun. Very, very neat. And I'll, was it, talk about the venue real quick. We're talking about the same venue, same place we've done before, Anheuser-Busch? Yeah, so we're, we're over at Anheuser-Busch. We're in a different location. Um, we, we were, there was a field that used to do what um, locals to New Hampshire know as the Rock and Rib Fest. It was in this big open field. We are sure. up near um, what they call the beer garden. It's basically like a you know European style German beer hut, I guess, um, nice. or beer house, if you will. But there's also like a stage in another field that has some nice trees. Um, you know, plenty of area for like vendors to pull in. Like the actual workflow for the event is kind of what I focus on the most. And um, I worked really hard with our our tent company, Christian Party Rental, to find the exact place to p- put the vendors where. A, will pass fire inspection, and B, the tent won't be like in a dangerous area. So, you know, Christian Party, they're called Christian Party, but they're run by French Canadians. Just throwing that out there. <laughs> <laughs> um, super helpful. But yeah, we're in a different area, um, but still at Anheuser-Busch. And, you know, I really like the space. I think we can do a lot more there. Um, we are hesitant to put too many food trucks. I think every single food truck killed. So, nice. you know, for dessert. So we'll probably expand that for 2022. Very cool. Now, obviously... This was the spooktacular. I guess I'll open it up to the group. Did we see in terms of costume action? Was it, did people show up in costume? Was there anything fun, exciting? Oh, yes. Um, I have to congratulate the the people who came up dressed in um, German Oktoberfest. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Derndel and Lederhosen. Um, I, I enjoyed that quite a bit, uh, being partially German. So I thought that was hilarious. Amazing. Bold, bold showing up to Patin Fest in Oktoberfest gear. <laughs> I loved it. Yeah, I will say I, I was not brave enough to, to wear anything, anything <laughs> exciting. Um, but yeah, I, I will say the, probably the only costumes that I do explicitly remember, except for this one kid who was dressed like a squirrel, which I did appreciate. <laughs> Um, I, I think we're the, the very festive Germans. They were having a great time. So cannot begrudge them that. Yeah, I think we, that's awesome. What we, we had Ghostbusters. We had Thor. We had a, we had a, um, we had a uh, photographer on site trying to get them all. 
um, as many as we could. Uh, trying to think what else we had that was really funny. Oh, there's a guy who's a werewolf. There's Fred Flintstone. There's also a, a young lady dressed as Putin from Hot Mess Putin. <laughs> That's terrific. Uh, yeah, she's the, she's by far. I mean, obviously the leader hosen. I mean, they the background. I'm looking at the photo of them right now on our on the Facebook page, facebookcom Putinfest. They're right. Like it's it's like perfect. They even have the big mugs, everything. <laughs> That's terrific. Anyway. And I think that to me that is just so cool because that just adds to the fun fe- festive atmosphere that we can show that you know Franco Americans we can throw a pretty awesome fun party too. Really good time. It's nice to hear from from Melody and Tim their experience. Um, I, I saw Tim dancing a couple times. I didn't see catch that. That was the good music. Up. Oh yeah, I was I was having a great time. You know, had a had a couple ciders. <laughs> <laughs> you know, enjoying pop classic, La Zigazon, right. truly a bop. Can't get enough of it. Oh. Having having a grand time. That's simply so cool. put. <laughs> That's awesome. Mary Jose was was busting a move too. I did catch that. <laughs> really cool. uh, Mary she was unstoppable, I'm telling you. <laughs> so also cool. enjoying pop classic like La Zigazon. It, so it, cool. it it's unparalleled. <laughs> sorry, sorry I missed that. No. That sounds like a blast. Sounds like a good time. Before we get going, um, and go to our interview with the two-time champ, Matt Preventure. We talk about his award-winning put sandwich. Even though I was not there, I still had the opportunity to try here on, on Elm Street in Manchester. The place that he works out of now used to be nudes right on Elm Street. It is about, <laughs> about 40 seconds from where I live, which is incredibly dangerously close. So I was able to try that put in. And for me, it was the gravy that made the difference in that thing. Mm-hmm. The gravy for that put in was incredible. But before we talk to Matt, is there anything, any you guys would like to plug first yeah i mean i'll just throw out there again you know website for the event is nh patin fest we're on facebook we now have an instagram account because old man tb's you know got to roll with the youngins now so I've, <laughs> I've had to have people monitor instagram it's a lot of monitoring of social media people have a lot of putin questions so it's now an instagram account and obviously you know a thank you to the uh, the volunteers um who came from the franco-american center in manchester who put such a long time and then the um, uh, some of the folks over there too, Natalie and John, for uh, doing a great time, a great job setting up and getting uh, getting things going. I will say my my folks both volunteered at Puts In Fest this year, and they both told me they had a great great time. You can find me on modernfrancos.com. That's modern with an e, modernfrancos.com, and I am also now on Instagram at modern francos so go and follow me there go check out the blog and i'll have some new stuff out awesome thank you very much tim melody timothy i appreciate the conversation super jealous i was not able to get there definitely looking forward to next year also kind of looking forward to what we come up with to do for the saint Jean baptiste time frame but that's a whole other topic but thank you guys so much for joining thank you merci merci bien Envote à la fontaine pour y pêcher du poisson, la zigue son zinzon. Envote à la fontaine pour y pêcher du poisson, la zigue son zinzon. La fontaine est profonde, je me suis coulé à fond, la zigue son zinzon. Fille en haut, fille en bas, fille, 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 femme, 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 femme aussi, la bottine, zin, zin, la rigolette. Joining me now is a chef whose work will be very familiar to Poutine enthusiasts all over New England. He is the two time reigning, defending, undisputed Putsin Fest champion, the only person to ever win back-to-back Putsin Fest titles. 
He also happens to be a proud Franco-American from Manchester with the Flirts Delete tattoo that is uh, admittedly stronger than my own. I am very, very excited to again be speaking with Chef Matt Ranger. Chef, thank you for coming on the Putsin Fest wrap-up show. Of course. Before we get to talking about your championship Putsin, which we will, I would just like some initial thoughts on the spectacular in general. Because normally we do the Putsin Fest in the middle of the summer, but it's around... St. Jean-Baptiste. This is the first Poussin Fest I could not go to, so I was in a car driving home for my six months in Quebec. That's an entirely different story. Anyway, what did you think of oh, the I, fall Poussin Fest? I thought it was great. I thought it was so much better than the summer one. Why is it, that? It wasn't hot. Gotcha. <laughs> so, imagine sitting in front of a fryer in the summer. It would probably be not the most exciting thing in the world. No, it, you know, it's, it was usually hot and like you're stuck under a tent. So the heat's not going anywhere. Like it's just sitting there at like head level. And, you know, this was nice. It was just, it was pleasant out. It was sunny. It was a little cool. Like it was just, it was really nice. Sounds like a good, a good time to be cooking outside for sure. Yeah. So, in, in general, I mean, we've done the Putsin Fest in a couple different places. What are your thoughts at Anheuser-Busch? Oh, I think that's the, the Merrimack best. location. That's been the best one. Very cool. Like the setup awesome. they had this time, everything everything was perfect. Love to hear that. Yeah, I'm super jealous that I wasn't able to go this year. Next year for sure. But okay, let's get to it. The championship winning puts in. Please describe the puts in that you made for us this year. So we use a, a really like just big flavored gravy. So it's it's chicken stock based. There's veal stock in it. We use a mix of butter, duck fat, and lard. Man. So, that it's sounds just, like a pretty heavenly combination. Yeah, it's got a lot. It's got a, it's a very big, it's very thick. You know, for me, that's for me, that's gravy. Sure. The idea of some of these guys were it was kind of liquidy, like like watery. I'm like, that's not that's not it. Like, like I want something that's gonna coat the fries, it's gonna melt the cheese a little bit. Like now is this the same one you had made? Uh, because you were selling stuff with Sid over on Elm Street maybe about a month ago. Is it the same yeah. same recipe? Same recipe. That's that's amazing. All right, yeah. cool. Now, how was that at all different, or was it different than the one you won with the year before? I think this one was a little bigger. The one before, we didn't do all the different fats. Gotcha. But we kind of, you know, used some of that. We still use the the beef stock and the chicken stock, and so it's it was definitely close to what we were doing. You know, it's a recipe I'd come up with years ago, so we just kind of wanted to keep keep going with it. Gotcha. Now, is this something that's available? year round for people if they're interested in this particular puts in hopefully it will be <laughs> i can maybe bigger question then i know life's changed for a lot of people because of covid and stuff yeah there's the same for you where can people most important question where can people who love your food find your food and this better include everybody within driving range in manchester New Hampshire. so right now we're based out of what was nudes restaurant it's 968 elm street you know, we're doing little pop-ups here and there we're doing fried chicken we did poutine one day um, and then we're selling frozen ready-made meals. Very cool. In 10 different farm stands. And then through oh, wow. Three Rivers Farmers Alliance, which puts us pretty much from Bedford to the seacoast and Elliott, Maine to Cambridge, Mass. That is amazing. Now, how yeah. long have you been doing that for? Uh, we started in January. So it was one of those things, you know, we saw what we saw what COVID did to this restaurant industry and just showed how sure. fragile it was. And we're like, you know what, if this comes back around, if anything happens, like people still want to eat, they still want to spend money, they still want a good food, but they're just not comfortable going out. So it was like, right. we, you know, so we're making a lot, a lot of, you know, hearty home style shepherd's pie and beef stew and 
we do a scalp and haddock chowder, like, nice. you know, how heartier, heavier food, which is what, you know, we all want right now. Of course. No, that is awesome. Are you doing something special for like the Christmas time? Yeah. So Thanksgiving, we did Thanksgiving, like Thanksgiving dinner per person. Oh, that's awesome. Very cool. Selling like 80 portions. Oh, wow. And then we also did sides. So somebody said, you know, I want to roast my own turkey, but I don't want to do the mashed potatoes. I don't want to do the cranberry. I don't want, so they could just order all those sides. So we're going to do the same thing for Christmas where we're going to do a ham dinner. You can order per person. And then there's like six sides where you're like, oh, you know, I don't want to make mashed potatoes. There you go. That is all. And you get, you would pick that up from the nudes yeah, location yeah. right on Upstreet? Yeah. That so, is terrific. Yeah. So yeah. that's, I mean, that's dangerously close to where I live. It's probably about a 40 second walk from where I'm talking to you right now. Nice. So, nice. That would be then, awesome. The, the more you, you can pull up there, the better it works for me for sure. Nice. So, and then we do pick up there like once or twice a week, you know, so people, you can go on our, on our Facebook page and it links you to square and you can see what we're offering for like that week. And you can just order, you know, whatever we have, you know, for most days I'm there from nine to five, nine to six. Oh, wow. So people come down, you know, Hey, I want to get a couple chowders. I want this. I want that. And we just have it all ready to go. That is very, very cool. And so the, the best way for people to keep in touch with kind of what you're doing or where they can find your food is through the, the Facebook page. Is that, is that where yeah, we should be sending them? Facebook page where we're posting every day, every other day, like what we have going on, what the next, what the next thing is. And well, yeah. I appreciate you joining us. This is very cool, man. And I had the, I had this puts in, in the gravy. You are hundred percent. That's no joke. That's oh, yeah. the deal. That is the difference maker. Again, I just came back from six months of Putsin in Quebec. So I consider oh, yeah. myself something that knows a little bit about Putsin now. And now your, your gravy, the gravy a, is for real, man. That must have been a rough six months. <laughs> it's a beautiful six months. <laughs> the best six months I've ever had. Now, very, very awesome. Thank you for joining us. Now our fathers look at us and sigh with despair To think that everything they love we simply do not share But the spirit never dies, our culture will survive Each of us must choose how much to keep alive Each of us must choose how much to keep alive Special thanks to Josie Vashon for providing the music. You can find more about her at josievashon.com. This podcast was produced and edited by Mike Campbell. If you have any questions or comments, please email us at fclpodcast at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at fclpodcast for more information about the topics discussed. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to this episode. Je 
Tu pourrais l'eau m'entendre, 